Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I pitched this idea to Jim. I think this would be a great idea, personally, is if when they took the week off, instead of getting the normal people, they should get fans of Around the Horn. And you do four new people every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. The winner of each day goes ahead against each other on Friday. I think I'm sure there's a liability issue there with that. Probably, but, but I will say this: she thought it was a great idea. She'll pitch it to Reality. Hmm. That's what she said. Never I'm sure happened. that never happened. <laughs> uh, I think she probably did pitch it, and it contributed to her departure from ESPN. Probably. Were, oh my god. Maybe. No, thank Chuck, you. it's all your fault. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Mixed emotions for me today. Yeah? This is absolutely... What's going on? Well, Let's talk about we've it. We've got people texting me and calling tweeting you. me and calling me and all this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> My bracket's busted. Isn't everybody's? No, yours isn't. Mine's pretty busted. No, well, all I know is you've got UConn going all the way, and we're probably jinxing this because they play today. <laughs> My Alabama boys went out last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was terrible. But let's start here, shall we? I'm going to entitle this, Let the Record Show. Let the Record Show. Okay. We're going to the tape, Roxy. Okay. Okay. Talking Heads. Haven't heard about them. I can't remember. They. All right, Bobby's going to hate me for this. Were they like a one-hit wonder? They weren't. They had a few tunes, I think, that were pretty popular. Sure. Okay. Now, let's listen to part of that again. Okay. Were they like a one-hit wonder? They weren't. They had a few tunes, I think, that were pretty popular. Sure. Okay. So, out there in the interwebs... Chuck here gets nailed for calling them a one-hit wonder band when I specifically said that, no, 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 no. I corrected myself immediately and said they had a few good songs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, we heard from a lot of people, but, I mean, one of the first ones that came in, it just says, did I just hear Talking Heads and One Hit Wonder in the same sentence? Psycho Killer, Once in a Lifetime, Burning Down the House, and She Was, Road to Nowhere, Wild Wild Life. I'd go on and on, but I'm about to burn dinner. And, <laughs> and Bobby Gottfried will probably have a more eloquent reply. Joe Maloney, episode 73. Don't burn your dinner. Yeah, don't burn your dinner <laughs> on my account. But there was no need to go on and on. First of right. all, Bobby reached out to me, too. I'll get to a couple of his here in a second. A couple? But, yeah. <laughs> But the first time he listed like, I think he texted us and he listed like five songs, six songs. I'd heard of one and we'd all heard of just one. Uh Burning down the house. Yeah. Okay. That marks one hit wonder to me, first of all. But I didn't (laughs) say that. I didn't say that. Then it wasn't until we got these emails about, and she was, I know that one. You don't. And I'm telling you guys, I went to a bunch of people on the street and just was like, do you know there's something there? I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not going to go as far as call them a two-hit wonder, maybe three. But those are the only two I know. A few hit wonders. A few hit wonders. Okay. But look, all right, he goes on and on. But someone else on Twitter, I don't even know this screen name. I don't even know if they're a little. It just says it's the Twitter handle one hit wondered. And (laughs) I put episode TBD because I don't know who this is. It says going beyond the cultural impact that the band had, it's easy to determine if the Talking Heads were a hashtag one-hit wonder. I've examined the U.S. Billboard Top 40 charts and can attest that the band had three songs, ooh, three whole songs, appear on the Top 40 charts. Case closed. Three hits equals hashtag not a one-hit wonder. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So there are a few hits, wonder. I mean, three songs and people are like taking my head off for this when I didn't even say it. I corrected myself in the original episode. So anyway. Right. 
All right, Bobby did also say, this pertains to us, Roxy. Mm -hmm. I realize the most surprising reason to me that Chuck and Roxy, he's throwing you under the bus here too, Uh are unfamiliar with David Byrne is that he had his own Broadway show last year. That's Bobby Gottfried, episode 12. Okay, well, Bobby, uh, the show didn't do so well, Bobby. That's all I'm going to say. And if you're so in love with the guy, (laughs) I don't know if this means anything to you, but here's Lies Love. Can I interest you in that? It's opening on Broadway June 17th. He's involved in that, too. It's called Here Lies Love, June 17th. Get your tickets now. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. (laughs) I'm sure there's going to be at least three songs in it that are great. Anyway, I'm just kidding. But I, I got so much trash for that. And I and actually self corrected. I self corrected right away because I was like, no, 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 that's right. I, you know, I misspoke. Yeah, yeah. I misspoke. Mm-hmm. I didn't <laughs> call the New York Poor Times Chuck. and and Leave claim Chuck that they alone. were. Uh, by the way, <laughs> happy birthday, Elton John. Elton John <gasps> turned seventy-five today. Yeah. How? That's like amazing. Yep. The fact that we saw him at seventy-four in concert. I know. That he was still kind of. Although I did around, say he kind of waddled. Around. He kind of shuffled, waddled. <laughs> Across the stage to take his yeah, bow but a couple I mean, times. he was but up there. He was hey, doing amen. amazing. It was that, great. That's unbelievable. That is really unbelievable. Should we intertwine some of this stuff? I don't know what to do here. I know everyone wants to get to our Elite Eight bracket names. Yeah. But maybe we should throw some. I think we have to now have a new title: Dad slash Chuck Norris jokes. We heard this one from Kristen LeBlanc, episode one seventy six. Chuck Norris threw a grenade and it killed fifty four people. Then it exploded. <laughs> Bob Walsh, episode 39. Sting has been kidnapped. The police have no lead. Now, you didn't get that one at first. I didn't at first, but now I do. Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups. He lays down and pushes the earth away from him. (laughs) Tim Cree, episode 107. Hey, Roxy, which Jedi Master would make the best rock star? Best rock star? Obi-Wan Bon Jovi. (laughs) Brad Phillips, episode 184. Roxy, calm down. They're not that funny. <laughs> They're getting me today. <laughs> I guess. It's a, it is the weekend after all. So, okay. It's better all right. than reading the funnies. Okay. I definitely don't know about that. I haven't <laughs> read the funnies in a long time, but I used to love the funnies. Okay. Let's do some email now. Okay. And then we'll get to our, we'll tease the Elite Eight bracket names okay. because we know everyone's wanting to know this. Okay. I know we make them out to be much more of a bigger deal than it is. <laughs> I don't know. They seem I to think like it's a pretty big deal. Everyone likes the names. They, they do. do. Especially when Tony reads them. Mm-hmm. And actually, because of his representation and his reading on the big show, we almost used that as a tiebreaker, but we didn't need to. Okay. Steve Obsible, episode two. He simply says, Pancakes all the way, soft, fluffy, and delicious, swimming in syrup, just like me. Aw. <laughs> Waffles are just pancakes with abs. <laughs> and then he wrote, Stewart soda is available here, but not the ice cream. Oh. Now that's in Milwaukee. Yeah. Wow, all you 518ers, did you hear that? I know. Stewart's is in Milwaukee. That's pretty amazing. All right, then we heard from Scott Moffat. He says South Carolina has an upstate as well. They even have the University of South Carolina upstate, episode 77. Oh. That I'd never heard of. No. So, like, the title has upstate in I it. Guess. Interesting. I guess. I mean, I didn't know that. Huh. I had no idea. Okay, next. We heard from Dina in Damascus, who sent us a voice memo. Remember when we were talking about our last guest and the upstate line yeah. and north of Metro North and mm-hmm. the train and all that stuff? All right, well, she's originally from up there. Right. And uh, this is what she had to say. So then officially, I'm from the Mohawk Valley, and I made sure I was waiting at a red light ready to turn left so you could hear the blinker in the background. Okay, is that going to become a thing now? (laughs) Thank you, Dina, for that. 
Roxy. Yeah. The disappointment I felt as you left, quote, posting pictures of your junk out there <laughs> without following it up with, uh, that's what she said. Oh, that's no. what she said. Was really saddening to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. For a criminal mind such as your own, I expect way more devious and quick-witted thoughts from you. Chuck, here we go again. Talking heads, slightly more than a one-hit wonder. Oy vey. Hugs and kisses, episode 178. A-B-T-A-H-S. Remember that in a second. Okay. Now, we sort of had a P.S. It was kind of a separate email, but I said P.S. I 100% agree with the cutting the sinks in half. Holy crap. Why, people? Why? It's one sink. One big-ass sink. Two sinks <laughs> is satanic. Your sink friend, Brandon. That's all it says. Okay, we're no sink pals. <laughs> well, I'm confused because all of a sudden he's gone from episode 178 to... His Brandon. real name. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that his real name? I didn't know. I, just I guess. I didn't want to out him or anything. <laughs> okay. Then we heard from, well, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to read it out. It says, Dear, episode 178. <laughs> uh -oh. I just want to remind everyone who we were talking about. Uh -huh. All of the things you cited were initialisms, not acronyms. An acronym is a series of letters you pronounce like a word. Scuba, NASA, and radar are examples of acronyms. <laughs> Initialims, am I saying that right? Initialims I think so. are where you say each individual letter FBI, NBA, MLB, and yes, NHL. Lay off the hockey. They are all initialisms. Information for Life, signed episode 12. Whoa. We're not even going to say the name. All right. You know, the reason I'm reading all these is because they're all for you, Roxy. None of these coming for me. But it says, since Roxy wants to know, I'm the Jeff Ma of Gaelic sports. P.S. That's Table Rock Lake Bum. Brian Moeller, episode 167. Oh. Now, they're not in first anymore, though. I know. What so, happened? I don't know. Okay. All right, Roxy, you actually have the next one, though, right? Yes. Because it's not just to you. No, it's to Chuck and oh, Roxy. Oh, okay, great. Chuck and Roxy. Chuck said pancakes and waffles should be completely different categories. In support of this, he said they are completely different textures. You mean like crunchy and smooth peanut butter? W-A-W-E-D-H-M. Littles, what do you think that stands for? Radio Bob McWilliams, episode 171. I have no idea. W-A-W-E-D-H-M. I tried to do it with the inflections. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, I wouldn't go as far as crunchy and smooth peanut butter. As I just think they're... I like them both. That's mm -hmm. honestly, I don't want to have to choose. Wait, so Bobby, was that an initialism? Oh, right. Yeah, Bobby, get on that. <laughs> All right, this one's funny because we're going to get to the Elite Eight bracket name because we know that's what everyone, because that's our new contest. Mm -hmm. We heard from our last contest winner, the Oscars Challenge or whatever we called it. It says, I probably owe an apology to the Littles, especially Dan Kilday, episode 212. I wasn't even planning to fire in an entry since I had seen exactly zero of the movies nominated. Then someone posted something somewhere on the socials reminding folks to submit their entries. So I decided, fine, I'll do it. Pulled up the form in one tab, opened a second, Google machined Academy Award odds or something like that. <laughs> Got a page on Vegas, something or other, went through each category, found the betting favorite, punched in the form. I didn't see anything for runtime, but I know they always run long. So watch out for Phil's mom, Jason Lockenfour and Greg Garcia. It might be their year or maybe not. So basically, they're just saying they cheated, is really what you said. <laughs> they basically just cheated. And cheated Dan Kilday out of a tie-breaking... Although, come on, Dan. Well, although, you know, like I said, 
there's going to be that year when they have to cut it off at 11. So he went 11.01. Right. I get the thinking behind that, but the Oscars never just end on time. Oh, never. Never. Anyway. Never. All right. He also threw in a dad joke. I went to see a Spanish magician perform the other day. He went uno, dos, and disappeared without a trace. Joe Maloney, <laughs> episode 73, nothing better than a hockey segment except two hockey segments. Eat it, episode 178. Whoa. Okay. All right. So there you go. Some challenges happening here. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. All right. And then we're going to end with this one just because it's kind of sweet. Chuck and Roxy, thank you so much for the shout out on the Loyal Littles pod. And a big thank you for the swag. Every bit of it is a treasure. Loving the podcast. Totally agree on The Fugitive. But I will always watch The Quiet Man around St. Paddy's Day. Ed Lockett, episode TBD. Thank you, Ed Lockett. Now, he got the swag because he became a supporter for us. That was really Mm -hmm. sweet. That's the other thing. We probably don't mention that when we said that. If you become a supporter, you get a little something-something from Chuck and Roxy to show our appreciation. So, you know, if you want to become a supporter, you go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. Scroll to the bottom. The link's down there. It'll take you all through it. You can support the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. Just 99 cents a month. If you don't like the reoccurring thing, you can also go to our Venmo page, which is you just head over to Venmo and type in the code LLPOD and you'll see our little logo and you can do a one-time donation. Yes. That'd be really great and we really appreciate all the support. We We really do. It really helps us out a lot and lets us do things like the Loyal Littles Podcast Bracket Challenge. Yeah. All right. So here we go. The moment you've been waiting for. We're not going to get into who's in the lead because we're in the middle of the weekend and things are changing Mm -hmm. as you're listening to this. So there's no point in telling you who's in first right now and all that stuff. But what we are going to do is because in honor of the Elite Eight, we are bringing our bracket names down to the Elite Eight. Yes. Okay. Now, this was tough. Now, just so you don't hate Chuck and Roxy here. How could you hate Chuck and Roxy? I know. Come on. This is a combined effort. We have Simon, Chuck, Ritz, and actually uh, Sydney also helped us with these. Yeah. So we all voted. It's not just on us. Okay. And this is what we came up with. These are in no particular order. I should have said that last time. I really dropped the ball there. Right. We have Roxy says. Ha ha ha. Third wheeling with Chuck and Roxy. And then we have episode 12, Eat It Garcia. Then we have... Higher seeds do wear white. And then we have, who's Tony? (laughs) All right, so that's four of the eight. All right, Roxy's going to do the honors of the other four. The other four are Chessie Ate My Bracket, 83, Hello Choxy, I'm Greg Garcia's agent. Now, Now, is the 83... Is that your episode number? Not that it matters. That's not going to sway us in any way. No, we were just curious, but also didn't didn't you say sometimes ESPN throws random numbers out there? They'll throw numbers in there, but I also didn't know if it was a typo or something like that, but we're keeping it for now because it's in the bracket name, Uh so we're going to keep it. All right, what's next? Phil's mom's sister, and finally... Not his aunt. (laughs) Roxy versus Doxy. All right, so those are our Elite Eight bracket names. Congratulations to all our... uh, We don't know who you are, most of you. Some of them we know, but Uh not all of them uh-huh. and again that doesn't matter and these were in random order speaking of who knew that ncaa had like great commercials now maybe it's not new it was the first time i saw it last night it gets my vote for the best ncaa men's tournament commercial and it's got to be the capital one commercial roxy with chuck and the chuckettes oh right <laughs> you saw that you giggled i did i right. did i didn't realize the ncaa does commercials like the well Super Bowl. i don't think they do either well they try to be funny i'm sure yeah but sure. obviously it's charles barkley and yeah it, that it, was funny it just had chuck and the chuckettes and we just <laughs> it just made us giggle as we're sitting here i'm like oh i like that one yeah so that gets our vote all right roxy so much more to get into so let's just do it we'll be right back with meet the littles <laughs> Ona Nazi Vashon Su Heidel. Ona Ma Ona Yest Loyal Littles Podcast. Deva WTFC Podcast Network.
Played in by a composer called Jordan Rozowski, and this song is called Another Golden Day. Now, on the vocals on this one is Nancy Lanus, and if you like what you hear, you can find all of Jordan's stuff on YouTube, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, pretty much wherever you get your digital music. Just head on over there and search Jordan Rozowski, that's J O R D A N R A Z O W S K Y. And as always, we'll play the full song, Another Golden Day, at the end of the podcast. All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles and Roxy. Chuck, let's have some fun in the sun. Oh, I would how jealous love are we right that. now? I would love. We've been that. already chatting off air, but <laughs> we'll let him tell you all about it. Please welcome to the podcast, Gordy Taylor. Hey, Gordy, how's it going? I am excellent. How are you guys doing? We're great. We're we're okay. I mean, once you told us you were in San Diego, we were like, damn oh. it, very jealous. <laughs> The problem is that I've been having to sweep some of the palm fronds off of my front patio from the wind recently, so I'm doing my best over here. God, Um. life's a bitch, isn't it, Roxy? (laughs) I mean, come on. That's amazing. Gordy, we know you've listened to a few of our episodes. Why don't you take it over? Tell everyone a little something about yourself. Yeah. Well, my name's Gordy, and you know, I started being involved in the TK universe uh, on day one of PTI. Used to sit at home and watch it uh, with my family at dinner. Uh, we were one of those families that just like ate dinner and watched PTI. And then evolved into this thing called podcasts where they took the actual PTI episode and I could put it on this little thing called an iPod mm-hmm. uh, for the younger listeners. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, since then I like pursued a career in uh, radio broadcasting and play-by-play. And of course, as it happens, I now uh, sell insoles and shoe care globally. So just exactly how we drew it up. Wait, but there's going to be shoe talk? Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, I, I Favorite heard, thing I heard ever. So I might need to get you a box of that. Oh, Whoa. okay. Now we're talking. That, <laughs> but that's the other show. But all right. So lots to unpack there already. So let's take, go all the way back. Did you grow up in San Diego? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Things like that. Yeah, I grew up about an hour outside of Detroit uh, oh. in the middle of nowhere, Michigan. Actually, one of the closest towns to us is Hell, Michigan. I've been uh, there. See, there you go. You're probably about three miles from my childhood house. Okay. Now, Gordy, keep in mind, we have Michigan listeners. We do. Yeah. We have plenty. So throw out the name of your town. I'm just curious. It is Pinckney, home of the 2005 Michigan Division I state championship cross-country team. Well, excuse me. Sweet. See? Nice. There you go. Trying to, like, sweep that under the rug there. That's awesome. Um, No, I forget why we were going to, to somewhere. Like, we were heading to the airport, and all I remember is... Oh, God. It was the high school musical tour. Don't judge. And all I remember is the crew, for some reason, they had to do this. And I was like, we had to get up like an hour and a half early. Now, you probably don't realize this, but our crew flights are always first thing in the morning because we have to make sure we're there in time to start loading into the next city. Mm -hmm. So we had to get up at like 430 in the freaking morning to start driving just so we could stop in hell (laughs) on the way to the airport. I'll admit it was 
interesting and kind of okay. And they have all these yeah. things, places where you can take pictures and things like that. Oh, nice. You know, where you stick your head through and stuff like that. And Fun. What's yeah, the you, thing? Can, you can stay underwhelming. You can stay underwhelming. We're amongst <laughs> friends here. Well, I'm just saying, I don't know if it was worth getting up at 4.30 in the morning. Chuck here, no, I honestly, I would have rather like taken a day trip while we were in the other city. I don't mm-hmm. remember how far it was, so mm-hmm. maybe that wasn't possible. I mean, it was fun to just say I did it. You know, that's why you tour and stuff like that right, to go to all these. Right. I'm just saying it wasn't like going to like the Grand Canyon or <laughs> St. Louis Arch or even Elvis's home in Memphis, something like that, you know, but I can say I've been to hell and back. That's the there point. You, there you go. So why'd you get out of hell? When did you, when did that happen? How did all that happen? Yeah. So initially wanted to go into broadcasting and play by play. And so naturally the place to do that is the Harvard of Central Upstate New York, which we refer to as Syracuse University. Oh, uh, and so ended up going there to, uh, you know, work on play-by-play and things like that. And oddly enough, I have found the only place in America where it's actually snowier than southeast Michigan. Mm, um, yeah. So when you can, like, get to an even colder climate for college, you totally got to do that. But, yeah, I was there, uh, ran track a little bit for the Orange. And after I finished college, I said, get me to the warmth. Yep. Yeah. From Syracuse, found my way to Texas for about eight years between San Antonio and Austin. And then uh, through a bunch of uh, fun job changes, I've been in San Diego now about uh, four and a half years. Great. Okay. Cool. Now, was Syracuse your first choice? It was. It was uh, first and only. Nice. Um, I remember That's going ballsy. into uh, going into my senior year, I actually met the late, great Dick Enberg uh, mm. at an NCAA tournament. And I said, hey, you know, I, I want to do what you do. Where should I go? And he said, first and last answer to that is Syracuse University. So Really? Yeah. How did I not know this? You're right about the weather, first of all. But second of all, so you knew like in high school you wanted to go into this? Yeah, it was actually, um, I grew up listening to Ernie Harwell on the radio at my great-grandmother's sure. house. And I used to turn the TV down and do my own play-by-play. So it was always something I enjoyed doing uh, and then kind of took me some fun places. And uh, yeah, it was definitely a fun ride. Now, I swear I'm not trying to get your age out of you, but what years were you there? Do you mind me asking? Uh, no, I was uh, at Syracuse. I graduated in 2010. Ah, so just after the national championship. I, I mean, I can't let that go because we don't normally do sports on here, but because of the recent situation, what's your thought? Did you ever get to meet Jim and uh, stuff like that? I did in passing a couple times. He was always around the athletics complex during track practice. And I will say, before I go any deeper on James Arthur Bayheim, I do want to point out that his career win total is 1,116, so the NCAA can eat it. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, well, is it really? I don't know much about that. Do, go, I, I don't forget. even know who you're talking a, about. A, over 100 wins were vacated. What uh, what happened there? He like broke rules or something, right? Were they recruitment rules or something? No, there was a, a player who rewrote an essay because it's like university policy. If you get a bad grade on a paper, you can rewrite it and have a professor from an adjacent college within the university regrade it. And apparently that's like preferential treatment in academics from the NCAA. So it probably would have been better if we just gave the guy like a thousand dollar check from a car dealer. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Sold some of his jersey, something right, like that. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah. So, all right, Gordy, bitter party of one. I, I feel you. Uh, look, I didn't have to deal with my My school was all Division three, So, you know, we're the team that Binghamton beats every year. So yeah. it's all good. So at least you have something to, like, I don't know, live for in the Syracuse world as far as the uh, athletics go. Now, what was that like running track there? 
Um, it was pretty dismal when I got there because it was kind of a, you know, it's a non-revenue sport. Right. So it was kind of up and coming, but definitely emphasis on the up. We hadn't started getting anywhere yet. And so I was part of the early days of coach Chris Fox, who eventually won a national title on cross country there with the orange. And speaking of the Jim Beheim connection, Jim Beheim is quoted as saying that the best coach at the school was Chris Fox. Oh, wow. High compliments for the former Orange leader there. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Actually, and the coach that's there now for the soccer team, they just won a title too, right? Oh, that game was out of control. That's just FYI. That coach I went to college with at Hartwick. He was, oh. Yeah, he's from Hartwick. When I went to Hartwick originally, soccer was Division One. That was mm-hmm. the only sport that was Division One. We had made the Final Four like two or three years before I got there. I don't know if I was the jinx, but we did squad douche. Ever since I got there <laughs> and nothing, nothing. And matter of fact, now the whole it's back. It's down to division three, like all the sports yeah. are division three there mm-hmm. now. So that's unfortunate because we were a, a soccer powerhouse. And that's when, of course, the Hall of Fame was in Oneonta and stuff like that. But which is gone now. But yeah, that's exciting for as, Syracuse. Good times for Syracuse. Yeah. As somebody that lived through the Greg Robinson era of football at Syracuse University, I can commiserate with uh, not doing squat in a particular sport. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Now you brushed upon this a little bit. When did you start actually becoming a little? Now we heard about PTI. Did it just gel into the podcast or the radio show? Yeah, I would tune in from time to time. I wasn't necessarily listening to every episode like I do currently, but it was my good friend and the best man at my wedding, Tommy, over in Walnut Creek. Shout out to Tommy. He said that uh, I would like the pod because uh, he said my personality was a lot like Mr. Tony, which I guess from that bitter rant that I had earlier, I think that sort of checks out. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's interesting. Tommy who? I, we don't know any Tommy. Do we know a Tommy? Who's a little? So actually, I think you should be saying eat it, Tommy, not shout out, Tommy, because you got on the podcast before he did. Yeah. So that's just... Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Greenless and Walnut Creek can eat it. Okay, there you go. There you go. Now you're catching on, see? Uh-huh. Hey, there you go. So then, uh, yeah, no, Tommy totally uh, said that I should start checking it out, and I started getting uh, hooked, and it was kind of the soundtrack to all my running, just because I don't like listening to music as much when I run. I like listening to podcasts. Just the cadence of pods and my running schedule worked out pretty good, so it's uh, been the soundtrack to my uh, mediocre post-collegiate running career. Now, I have a quick question. Now, I don't know how, well, I'm curious how NCAA is. Now, I know what the, when you do road races here in New York City and stuff, what the rules, quote, say. Now, no one follows the rules. But are you allowed to have headphones when you run in college? Not when you're running in college. And actually, when I was running in college, you weren't even allowed to wear a watch. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the times there are changing when it comes to that. I don't think you can, you probably can't wear headphones because that would just be weird and everybody would make fun of you anyways. Um, but, <laughs> well, but, but now they make them so small in these like no, little in ear like earbuds. Earbuds, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I mean, not when we went to school, but I'm just saying because I, the rules state you're not supposed to wear them, but everyone, when you go to these like 5Ks or even half, mar- even full marathons, you see people wearing these headsets and whether they're wireless or not. I always, told people that and they're like, you're in your, you're out of your mind. Everyone does it. And I'm like, well, I'm just saying you're not supposed. So I never would run with it when I would run, but you know, when you're training, sure. Right. You know, and stuff like that. And we're kind of very similar because I've said this a bazillion times. I sadly don't listen to music anymore. I wish I did. And I used to all the time being a musician, but that just kind of faded away to podcasts. But uh, what do you listen to Roxy? You listen to music. I right? listen to music. I right. listen to music. That's going to help keep me going. Right. 
She's like, an eye of, eye of the tiger type. Yeah, I need inspirational, uh, keep pushing, keep moving kind of music. Although sometimes really. I'll listen to like 1940s and she's, be happy. But She's been kicking my butt lately. She doesn't need any inspiration. <laughs> but, all right, so now, real quick, because you've been, I'd say, three, four spots. This could be interesting. What, where's your uh, fandom? What's your favorite sport, favorite team, stuff like that? Yeah, so uh, born and raised a Michigander and being named Gordy, um, obviously I have to like the Red Wings hockey side big detroit sports fan generally you know red wings pistons tigers and god bless the lions um (laughs) but you know moving around and having worked in pro sports you know i've got an affinity for the charlotte hornets because they gave me my first internship always root for the spurs because you know they signed my ten dollar an hour paycheck back in the day and then now living in the major market for baseball of san diego apparently um where we can just throw checks out at players. Yep. Uh, They're for spending the money. So you actually didn't quite go into that. What What do you do now? Um, so currently I am the senior director of brand and products for uh, a series of eight different footwear accessories brands. Ah, okay. We're going to tease that, Roxy. Don't worry. I'm like itching over She's here. She's itching. But we're going we're gonna to <laughs> take a quick break. We're okay. going to come back and talk all about shoes. Chuck's going to take a walk. I'm okay. leaving. I'm okay. going to go start dinner. We'll let you sit here and talk to Lorne <laughs> about you. No, just kidding, Roxy. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are here with Gordy. And okay, I'm getting right into it. I heard running and shoes. So let's go. You run. What are your shoe recommendations? How many shoes do you go through? How many do you have? All the things. So the woman to whom I'm related by marriage just gives me an insane amount of grief for the number of shoes that I actually own. And I'm not like one of those get the uh, exclusive drops or or things like that. I just have shoes that match my outfits that all happen to be like different variations of running shoes. So if I had to guess right now, I'd probably say we're we're in the high 20s. What are they all? I have to step in. Sorry. I I promised I was going to step away. (laughs) Gordy, you're embarrassing yourself right now. I'm just going to say that. No. (laughs) A little bit because he hasn't listened. He All right. Listeners, just for the record, Gordy's not caught up. He's a oh, new loyal right. listener. Well, but this is these well, are this is specific like, running shoes. Okay, so Gordy, we have a theory on how this all works. Okay, for some reason, every time we bring up a topic, they start talking about it on the big show. We're thrilled with that. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, we started the sneaker talk here on the Loyal Littles podcast before mm-hmm. they did over there. Mm-hmm. Okay, now they're getting free sneakers. We're not, so there's that. But it's fine. Okay, just so you know, it started with one of our loyal listeners. I believe his name was Ashton. Yep. from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. He was coming on and bragging about over – now, he lives in a, an apartment in Brooklyn, so yeah. this is kind of impressive in that area, but he has over 80 pairs of shoes that he collects. Right. Now, he collects all kinds of shoes. You, you have to check out that episode, definitely, because okay. he also is on an Instagram account where they trade shoes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, they're called sneakerheads. Let me tell you, I got an education that day. Okay. Now, you might also not know because you're a new listener. We have what we call third wheels co-hosts. One of our co-hosts came over to record a show and he just kind of shuck his head. He goes, I'm going to put Ashton to shame. Yeah. And oh, Ritz, one of our co-hosts, how many? Over 100. Over right? 100. It's mm-hmm. crazy. He's I, actually trying to get rid of some of them that have been in boxes. And, that have never even been opened. Um, because he worked. He was he sponsors a, he was he a brand something, ambassador, ambassador, ambassador for something like that. various uh, companies. So they would send him shoes to try and 
So you anyway, know? Gordon, anyway. you have some catching up to do. Yeah, but these sure. are specific running well, shoes. Well, look, that he 20 has. pairs. Mar- and they match outfits. So look, that's hey, even cooler to me. It's impressive to me. I just wanted, before he went down this rabbit hole and was like <laughs> bragging on his 20 pairs of shoes, I just wanted to make sure he understood what he was up against here. So I've actually got a guy that I work with who lives in Orange County, and he actually rents out a storage unit to keep a lot of his shoes in. And he once told me that his wife made him get on a rotation with wearing the shoes. And if he didn't wear the shoes, she'd make him get rid of them. (laughs) Okay, I love that. So I'm I'm just going to use that because Roxy here just started kind of getting into it. Matter of fact, how it all started was that one day I saw she has like how many? Three pairs? I have three pairs of actual like running specific shoes. I used to only have one, right? but okay. then I was wearing them also to many... walk around the city, so I bought well, right. two new pairs. Of course. Totally understand it. And then how many running outfits? Not counting the new gig. Oh, I don't know. They were coming daily, so like five or six? <laughs> maybe. Okay. All I was saying, Gordy, maybe you can help me out here. All I was saying, this is all before she even stepped outside, We don't have, <laughs> and we don't have a treadmill. So my point is, I'm like, maybe we should hold up. Maybe if this could be like a kid playing an instrument where they pick it up for two days and then they just put it in the closet. I need to look the part <laughs> in order, like the same with my pump up music. I need to look the part to help me do it. Okay. All right. Right. You're, not, you're not wrong. I fully support that. Thank uh, see, you. I'm, I'm Thank screwed you. here. I'm screwed. All right. So go back into your shoes. I, I am yeah. actually genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. So now, I love the rotation idea. Now I used to run, so I used to have multiple pairs too. I had two, but I do know these hardcore runners who have 5K shoes, 10K shoes, half marathon shoes, right. blah, blah, blah. So is that what you're kind of getting into? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've got the daily trainers. We've got the softer shoes for, you know, longer recovery runs. We've got the short racers, the long racers, the tempo shoes. We've got a little bit of everything over here. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, tell the woman to whom you're related to by marriage that I fully support <laughs> Her. Since you fully support Roxy, I'm going to fully support her. So anyway. Okay. So you also said that you work with shoe accessories. I'm thinking insoles and laces or I don't know. What does that mean? I thought you were going to say things to decorate the shoes with on the outside. Sure. Why not? (laughs) But what is that? What do you do? Yeah. uh, You you nailed it right on the head. We do insoles, shoelaces, waterproofers, cleaners, crease preventers for those of you that have shoes you want to make sure you keep crease free and fresh Mm -hmm. but yeah a little bit of everything all right so i've got a question this is going way back roxy you might not remember this this was a rant i had on episode eight probably what's the deal with not being able to find shoelaces anywhere (gasps) that's remember that yeah okay seriously gordy i went all over the i went to nike stores i went to adidas i went to shoe stores yeah shoe stores and they don't have shoelaces for sale right what's up with that That's a really good question. Chances are it's because they don't want to call us and take our shoelaces. It's uh, (laughs) it it was probably very likely because they only had a limited amount of money to bring inventory in. And ultimately, when you're only making three dollars retail for the shoelace, you'd rather fill that shelf space with something that's a higher ring. Right. I guess that's just to me. It's like, look, if it was Target or something like that, and they didn't have them, I'd sort of understand because those shoe departments are not anything but a shoe store yeah you know what i mean i don't know it just seemed weird to me Mm. that you can buy a pair of sneakers but if at the same moment you wanted to buy a backup pair of shoelaces you can't do it Mm -hmm. i know it's all about money as uncle tony says it's all about money so what's your favorite accessory then i mean you can never go wrong with a nice pair of spenco insoles i'll tell you that yeah can you run with them Oh, absolutely. We've got, if you just want cushioning, we've got some polysorb insoles. we got total support for anybody that needs a little bit of correction. Mm. 
I would say go check out the Total Support Series. It's probably going to be your best sport events that you can find. Well, we'll we'll definitely plug all that stuff at the end of the episode for sure. But as you know, we have to get into some of our fun, dumb questions. Let's do it. All right, Roxy, take it away. If you could time travel, where or when would you go? Ooh, great question. I would say I would go back to 1957 because that's the last time the Detroit Lions were good. Wow. (laughs) That's good. That's dedication there. That's really good. (laughs) I mean, could have been anything. He wants to go. That's good. I like that. All right. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? Greatest invention of all time. Running shoes? No. <laughs> I mean, they're not bad. It's true. <laughs> you know, wh- whoever invented pizza is responsible for a lot of my athletic performance. So I'm going to say whoever invented the pizza, God bless you. Okay. What does that mean What's exactly? the connection? <laughs> yeah. Post-run pizza. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. Post-run workout pizza. It's, it's fuel. Yep. All right. It is. That's Do we true. dare? I guess we, well, he's new. He's new to the yeah. podcast, so maybe we should. Yeah. So what do you put on your pizza? Certainly not pineapple. <laughs> Excellent. Do you know what cold cheese pizza is? Uh, my lunch from today. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. Close. That's good. Close. I'm a little disappointed since you went to school so close to Oneonta, New York, but you'll have to Google that and get back to us. All right, Roxy, what's the next one? Who would play you in a movie of your life? I think really just because people get typecast a lot and you want to make sure that there's a resemblance there, it would obviously have to be Brad Pitt Obviously, um, because, mm-hmm. you know, you would just know that it's like, oh, yeah, he is playing Gordy, isn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Would you rather have the ability to control the weather or the ability to talk to animals? I mean, living in a place that's weather controlled, I would very much enjoy being able to control the weather because then... Probably that uh, New York City Marathon last November would have ended a lot differently for me. Oh, you were here? Yeah, my wife and I ran it. I All mean, right. this is a Bury the Lead Hold moment. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Roxy. This Bury the Lead moment has been brought to you by Aaron'sBooks.com. Go to Aaron's Books and type in the code. Use the code, people. <laughs> All right. Now, this is how this works, usually, Gordy, when someone runs a marathon with the woman to whom they're related by marriage. That might go on the form. So... <laughs> <laughs> let's, so let's get to so first of all your wife's a runner too i take it uh yeah that's actually one of the reasons why uh her friends recommended that we hang out interesting oh, sweet. i love that so okay so was that your first and ever marathon or i ran my first marathon in 2019 mm-hmm. but i didn't start running distance until i actually tried to impress my soon-to-be wife <laughs> She said, uh, hey, I'm going to run the, uh, we're in Raleigh. She says, we're going to run the City of Oaks half marathon. Do you want to do it? And me being a masculine person said, yeah, of course, I could totally do that. Fully knowing that I never run more than like 10 miles in my life. Yep. Totally get that. Uh-huh. Go ahead. And then, uh, of course, that was the first and only time that I've beaten her in a race over a 10K. Great. Wow. Now, did you run the whole thing together or did you just compete? Oh, no. When the gun went off, she tapped me on the butt and said, I'll see you at the finish. (laughs) Excellent. That's so great. That's nice. So congratulations. You did finish, right? Oh, I sure did. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. All right, Roxy, let's end with some rapid fire. All right. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Cat person or dog person? As my cat sits on the bed staring at me, (laughs) I'm going to go cat. Okay. Okay, Awesome. Blink twice if you need help. (laughs) Pancakes or waffles? 
I'm going to go waffles, and in particular, the ones my dad makes that are shaped like Mickey Mouse. Aww. Aww. I think those should be separate categories. I think that's we've said like, that before. That's a special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Star Wars or Star Trek? I mean, it's obviously Star Wars. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. obviously. Mm-hmm. And Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Oh, never not funny. Excellent. All right. Well, Gordy, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on and meet the Littles. Let's plug everything. How can we get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? Yeah, uh, this one's for Tommy Greenless in Walnut Creek and Phil Kerr in Whitehall. You guys can eat it. (laughs) Excellent. Now, Tommy's the one we already told to eat it, right? Yes, but anytime you can tell him twice, might as well. Yeah. Okay. Now, you also told us a really nice story. So tell the story. Yeah, so actually the the first email that I ever had read on the show was me telling the story of how I was uh, asking my in-laws, or future in-laws rather, if it was cool with them that I asked my wife to marry me. And so the mom was one challenge, the dad was a second, but then I had to obviously ask her big brother. And so we had talked a little bit about the show and, and that, you know, he was little and all that. Mm-hmm. So it was like four in the morning because he had to get out the door to go to a golf tournament. He's a golf coach uh, out there in Michigan. Shout out to the official Michigan Division Four state champions of the Tony Kornheiser show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So ended up cornering him while he was making coffee. And he was like confused why I was up at four in the morning in the kitchen. And so I asked him, I said, hey, would it be cool if I asked your sister to marry me? And his response was, of course, it'd be great to have another little around here. All right. That's amazing. I, I mean, littles, it doesn't get better than that, really, except yep. when he comes on the podcast. So we'll have to get him on the podcast, too. <laughs> yes. It'll be great. But for now, they can both eat it. So that's great. <laughs> all right. How can we get in touch with you? Yeah. I mean, you can see all the stuff that I retweet on Twitter at Gordy Taylor shocking the same handle on instagram and if you're looking for uh, a nice pair of insoles head on over to spendco.com and uh we'll make sure we get you taken care of awesome roxy's already i'll be checking that out absolutely i'm screwed okay (laughs) all right well thanks again for coming on to meet the littles and as an homage to the big show we'll get you out of here on this over or under oh come on it's obviously over roxy's giving us looks here I've just discovered. I think Roxy says she's she says she's adaptable, but I think you're a closet under. I do. No, I'm definitely. I, I appreciate okay. you just going along with me here, but I've always been an under. But since I've met you, I realized, okay, well, that's Over's something right. I can, <laughs> you know, in every relationship, there's give and take, and well, I'm like, all right, I could give a little on this one. Okay, that's fine. We could also just get two holders, <laughs> you know, or something. I don't know. I mean, the one we have now, practically, you could just spin it around; it yeah. would be under, so right. it's fine. But right. So I, I feel like it's more difficult to tear when you go under. No. I think that's see. This okay, is, see, I was we, we had go. this conversation this morning actually. If it's under, you only have to use one hand to tear it. If it's over, more often than not, you probably have to hold it with the other hand so it doesn't keep rolling out. Don't worry, Gordy. I got this. As soon as we're done with this, I'm gonna go in the bathroom and show her how to tear <laughs> over with one hand. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyway, Gordy, thank you again for coming on to meet the littles. We really appreciate the time. All right, thanks for having me. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Cool Aunt Claire, the official rumdum of the Tony Kornheiser Show, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Gordy Taylor, for coming on to meet the Littles. 
Did you get your run on, Roxy? Did oh, you, yeah. You got your fill of your shoes and mm-hmm. whatnot and your the add-ons to the outside. and the, Well, he has soles and all that. Anyway, he has got everything. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while, Roxy. Let's get to some news. Okay, first story. Florida man tries to cash $368 billion check, and then the story gets really weird by Jenna Mullins. In late April, Jeff Waters strolled casually into a Bank of America in Jacksonville. Raise your hand if you are surprised at all to hear that our story takes place in all Florida. Right, no one? Nice. Good. That was <laughs> I didn't in the article. That, that was in, in the, the article. article. He presented a check for the amount of $368 billion made out to cash. And this is when the story gets really weird. Apparently, Waters bought a blank U.S. Bank of Idaho check from the 90s off of a homeless man named Tito for 100 bucks. Good old Tito told Waters that he could make that check out to any amount he wanted and Jeff was going to go big. He could have written just $10 million and be set for life. But no, he went for billions. Why so much money? He needed the very specific amount of hooch to achieve his lifelong dream. It's always been my dream to the best Italian restaurant in the earth. I'm 10% Italian. Cooking authentic Italian food is in my blood. I had planned to make the restaurant 80 million square feet and able to accommodate 30 million eaters at once. Plus it was gonna be totally underwater so people could look at sharks while they ate. How awesome does that sound? An underwater Italian restaurant that seats 30 million people? Top that, Bob Flay. Unfortunately, the bank totally rained on his parade and refused to cash the check. Shocker. The bank wouldn't give me my money they owed me, Waters said. Tito said the check was good for any amount I wanted to write it for. So blame Tito, not me. I'm as innocent as a schoolgirl. The police found both bath salts and Chinese throwing stars on innocent schoolgirl Waters when they arrested him for forgery, which we think is the basic Kickstarter for restaurant entrepreneurs. This has been another installment of Crazy Tales from Florida. Join us next week for another because there's always another. You want others? We have others. Now, this one, I'm going to suggest you just Google. Okay. okay? I'm just going to read the headline. And maybe I'll touch upon it, but I'm not going to read the whole thing because you have to see the video of this one. (laughs) Now, look, we make fun, but clearly something's not right here. But Florida woman asked Boca Rotan City Board to create Sugar Daddy and Mommy Appreciation Day. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the best part about this whole thing is it's courtesy of the Boca Rotan Planning and Zoning Board. (laughs) So you got to see this video. Just Google that. You'll see it. And then it goes into this whole thing where at the end, the board member thanks her. Before advising her, she spoke before the wrong group. And he just said, thank you for your, that's a city council issue. (laughs) (laughs) That was his reply to her. I mean, look, I mean, everyone should have an appreciation day. I'm not, you know, it seems like we have that anyway. Everyone gets a trophy. Yeah, but I mean, come on, they're (laughs) sugar daddies and mommies. So, (laughs) all right. Then this one I could not go without bringing up. Okay. Okay. It says the headline is, hi, I'm embarrassed. I'm dad. How dad jokes could help kids' development. Now, this is from Denmark. What do you call someone who refuses to fart in public? A private tutor. (laughs) How do you get a farm girl to date you? A tractor. A tractor. (laughs) Now, hello, listeners. Where were these? These are cracking Roxy up here. Yes, you have likely heard dozens of jokes, even if you listen to this podcast, like these if you had a father or someone who was a father in your life. 
And these so-called dad jokes are never ending. Well, of cringe and embarrassment for kids throughout the generations. <laughs> Merriam-Webster defines this type of humor as a wholesome joke of the type said to be told by fathers with a punchline that is often an obvious or predictable pun or play on words and usually judged to be endearingly corny or unfunny. <laughs> However, as much maligned and groan-inducing or unfunny as they are, a new study argues that dad jokes, really any kind of good-natured teasing or giving grief to your children, can help children's emotional development and teach impulse control. Mark High Cundinson, the manager for the Cognition and Behavior Lab at Denmark's Arthas University, I'm sure I butchered that, argues that exact point in a recent article for the British Psychological Society's monthly members magazine, The Psychologist, it's called. The reason begins with the way dads play and interact with their kids, which is inherently a little more forceful and boundary-pushing than a mother's method. He notes, with correlation from fellow researchers, dads appear to have a more characteristic way of playing and joking with their children. Fathers are typically more vigorous and challenging in their play than mothers pushing their children to the limits of what they can handle. This too applies to the humor dads use with their kids. The benefit is that the push dads give their children ends up being an important lesson in responding to teasing and embarrassment out in the world, hmm. outside the controlled environment of the family setting. By continually pushing and challenging their children, fathers' style of rough and tumble play supports their children's physical and cognitive development in important ways while teaching them to regulate their behaviors and emotions. Ultimately, and ideally, fathers' rougher style of joking fulfills a similar function by teasingly striking at their children's egos and emotions without teetering over into bullying. Fathers build their children's resilience and train them to withstand minor attacks and bouts of negative emotion without getting worked up or acting out, teaching them impulse control and emotional regulation. My, I have questions. All I, I can say is, about we're that. here for you. On the Loyal Littles podcast, I mean, that's what we're really here we, for. I, we love dad jokes, but I'm curious if that's actually consciously happening or is that just a happy coincidence that these fathers that they maybe studied. They no, just, I think it's just a happy coincidence. I think it's just a happy coincidence. I, I don't think fathers <laughs> went into the saying, hey, if hey, we make up these crazy dumb jokes. Right. It's going to help develop our children. Right. So let's do more <laughs> In of a these. way that's not bullying. <laughs> I don't know. What do you call someone who refuses to fart in public? A private tutor. A I love private it. tutor. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, so these are great. <laughs> we love the dad jokes and the Chuck Norris. Those are yes, good too. But yes. the dad jokes especially. Uh-huh. And we really appreciate them. And we thought that would be fun for you to hear how they're actually good for your children. Right. So maybe Apparently. your children should start listening to the Loyal Littles podcast along <laughs> with you. Yeah, we'll just take it from there. And unfortunately, that's all the time we have, Roxy. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. It's all there for you right on the website. Absolutely. And don't forget, if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, to please, please, please give us a nice rate and review over there. We actually got a few more of those in recently. That was fun. Yeah. And maybe sometimes we'll read some of these because some of them are fun. And okay. we, we just really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it, it does help, supposedly. That's what they tell us. And yeah. I, I believe it because the algorithm and all that stuff and sure. pushes us up to the top if they search something. Yeah. You know, so right. I don't know. I don't know all the details. But once again, thank you, Gordy Taylor, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Roxy, we might have to go to hell sometime. I think that would be fun. I mean, it was okay. Like I said, just not at six in the morning or whenever (laughs) we got there. But that was nuts. All right. Don't forget, if you need a grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. If you need fog-free eyewear, go to fogfreeeyewear.com. And if you need a book, 
Go to AaronsBooks.com. And the most important part is, don't forget to... Use the code. Don't be a dope. Bye. She tapped me on the butt and said, I'll see you at the finish. The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah, he is playing Gordy, isn't he? Oh, yeah.